Uh, summer. One of the things I often reminisce about this time of year are those summer road trips that I would take with my parents to visit various areas of the country when I was a kid. They were filled with rest stops, ice cream treats, hotel swimming pools, and hour after hour sitting in the back seat and looking out the window at the passing scenery. I'll tell you about one particular thing that I saw all over the country coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life, the show focused on spiritual direction and growing your relationship with the Lord. I'm Patrick Conley. Thanks for joining us. So did you, like me, take those long car trips in the summertime when you were young? Our family summer vacations were often exciting and enjoyable and always memorable. For me, this was like in the late 1970s and throughout the 1980s. And one of the memorable things, as mile after mile flew by on the highways and byways of America was a two-word phrase that I saw spray-painted on everything from railroad bridges to semi-trailers. And it simply said, trust Jesus. Do you remember these things? Now, I'm not advocating for vandalism being an appropriate vehicle for evangelization here, but it obviously did have an effect on me as I remember it to this day some decades later. And at the time, it seemed like a good reminder that Jesus, of course, is trustworthy. But as a kid, I didn't really know what it meant. What does it mean to trust Jesus? Well, how about now? What does it mean to trust God? To trust him with our eternal destiny, sure. But how about in everyday life, which has grown much more intricate and complicated since those carefree days in the backseat of my parents' Buick? When things seem difficult or out of control, when you're suffering, when you're filled with uncertainty and tempted toward anxiety, how do you live in trust? That's our focus today on the show, Trusting God. Joining us now as our spiritual director for the hour ahead is Father Michael Harchi. Father Harchi is a priest of the Diocese of Columbus, the moderator of the Curia, and is currently studying canon law in Canada. Welcome back to the program, Father. Good to be with you. Hey, Patrick. Thanks. Good to be back with you. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk I love, about the. If I may say, before if I, I loved I loved your introduction about the summer road trip. Father, it, your your audio is a little fuzzy there. I tell you what, we're going to do. We're going to reconnect with you just uh, as uh, because I want to hear your story and I want to see. I'm guessing I'm not the only person who can recall and remember that. Uh, these trust Jesus signs. In fact, maybe they're still up and around. Uh, maybe now that I'm driving, I haven't had really the time to pay attention to see if they're still out there on the on the railroad bridges and on the semi trailers and spray painted across these ways of, uh, yeah, actually uh, seeing these reminders to trust Jesus. And, and it makes me wonder too what the uh, impetus was behind people deciding that this was an okay phrase to to vandalize with and to trust Jesus and encourage people to be trusting the Lord uh, throughout the throughout these going throughout the country as you're 
on summer vacation. Trusting God is our theme, is our focus today here on the show on The Inner Life. And our spiritual director, we're getting him back on the line as his audio was a bit fuzzy, and we want to get as clear of audio as we can um, for this hour spiritual direction. Father Michael Harchie is our spiritual director. He's a priest of the Diocese of Columbus. He's the moderator of the Curia there, and he's currently studying canon law in Canada. And he's going to be with us, guiding us through our discussion about trusting in God. And as we uh, as we are looking to do that, as we're looking to get uh, deeper into relationship with the Lord, we can be inspired and encouraged by your stories as well. When was a time when you grew in your trust of God? Maybe there's a particular decision that you had to make that you needed to trust in God. Did God come through? And in what way? Oftentimes in my own experience, it's not in the ways that I expect him to come through, but uh, oftentimes it's also a lot better than the ways that I expect him to come through as well, that I see uh, that I see him providing in those circumstances, those situations. So if he indeed has come through for you, or if you're maybe you're in the midst in the midst of trusting him right now. Maybe there's something that God has invited you, a situation that, that has God has allowed or placed in your life to deepen your trust in him. If that's the case, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Our email address here in the inner life is innerlife at relevantradio.com. All right, Father Harchie, you back with us? Hey, hey Patrick. Yeah, hey, sorry that's that. better. better? Yeah. Sorry, Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. So tell sure. me your story about uh, summer <laughs> vacations. Well, I was just saying, I think I loved your, your introduction. I, I loved the, uh, the the summer road trips, um, and uh, maybe not as much as we, when we were doing them. But now I have a, a great a great love for for the open road. But but <laughs> yeah. you know, I was one of four kids, and I was thinking it takes a lot of trust for for mom and dad to load us all up in the car and you know drive for 10 hours exactly <laughs> so, exactly yeah. that's there's some trust involved there i think you're <laughs> right, I think you're right. Oh, um, yeah but, yeah uh, very but, good yeah but but yeah I, you, you still see you still see those road signs like you were saying about you know trust jesus or, or jesus saves or and and i um you know, I, I think that's that's interesting. The way we we do need to be reminded that that you know God is out there and He is still in in control, even if it's um, you know, kind of on the side of the road, unexpected like that. Well, I think especially when we're faced with situations that it, that are difficult to trust in God, or if we're faced with situations where we're kind of overwhelmed by the mm-hmm. the suffering or whatever whatever it is, the unmanageability of whatever situation it is, that we can forget. And so you're right; the reminder right. is consoling. But um, we're invited to trust God on a day-to-day basis. So I guess what we want to unpack on the show here today is, is what does that look like? I mean, maybe, Father, a good place to start is just reflecting some on what does it mean to trust God in the day-to-day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Patrick, I think it is a good place to start. Um, and so much of that trust, just like building up trust with, with people around us in, in the day-to-day, is done just so ordinarily. Uh, so just in our own personal experiences, you know, we, we would, um, you know, for instance, you know, growing up or whatever, you know, mom and dad say, hey, I'm going to pick you up at the bus stop at, at this time, and they're there. And so it, we, it begins for us to, to see that, oh, to, to trust someone means that, you know, in, in some cases, uh, I, I, can be, I, can, I can have assurance in that person. I, I believe the things that, that, they, that they tell me or they, 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 they say they're going to do something. You know, and, and they do it, and that comes just from this this 
just formation, this this personal experience that that you know basically you know if I can I, I can place my trust in these people who are, are closest to me because their 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 word is good. They say what they're what they're going to do, and if and if something comes up, well, they they apologize, or there's some some reason why. And so um, those are I think just some of those those kind of basic ways that we we begin to build trust, we begin to learn and understand what it is, and then Patrick, like that's why it's just so har- harmful when you know, somebody has maybe, you know, trust issues from, from childhood or something uh, because they, they, they couldn't trust a parent or they were abandoned or, or, or something like that and how difficult that is uh, to repair. So it's like in those little, the little, ordinary, little ordinary things that we begin to learn what it is to, to trust someone. And, uh, and when that is done well, then um, that enables people then to, Trust the one who, who like, is not standing there right in front of us, you know, who is God, you know, who is this, the, 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 the great other. <laughs> the, our, he, was, he is our, our benevolent father. And, and so when we learn trust on, like, that, that, that deep and personal and, and very simple level with somebody standing right in front of us, we can begin to then trust God's word and, and trust what it is that, that God is saying to us and, and what he wants to, to do for us. Um, but yeah, then like I said too, like how, how difficult it is for people to trust God when they can't trust, um, you know, their, their loved ones who are close to them. It really does uh, great harm. And that is one of the things to be uh, reminding ourselves of, especially, uh, you know, if we've had those experiences or if there are those around us who may have had those experiences, that there could, there's, there's significant effects that happen when we have when trust has been broken especially by somebody who's been closest to us and in fact we can recognize too that even Jesus's own words um, kind of they well they put forward that this is not the expectation right people who are closest to us and who are meant to care for us they're meant to be trustworthy because in Luke's mm-hmm. gospel of course he has these famous words as it says um, what father among you would hand his son a snake when he asked for a fish or hand him a mm-hmm. scorpion when he asked for an egg and then he goes on to say, if you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So kind of there is that reflection about the people who are, in a sense, they are modeling trustworthiness mm-hmm. that uh, Jesus is building on that and saying that God is all that much more trustworthy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and he's, you know, him calling us, you know, wicked there, um, you know, as as we know, like just acknowledging this 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 fallen human nature that we're we're born into and that we we share in, and that he himself is is trying to to repair some of that. So yeah, acknowledging that that listen, we we see the world in a way that wasn't intended originally. Right. You know, there's this there's this division. There's this grasping, you know, for things. There's this selfishness and 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 um, you know, I don't know, some some deceit now in the world and so the that that trust uh, was um broken you know in that original sin between between our first parents and and god and and now he's he's acknowledging that and our he came in our 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 wickedness you know in our separation from him to to rebuild that trust to just like to just like you said uh, as you're reflecting on that, that gospel passage and say listen you know our your father in heaven you know knows how to give you all these good things just open yourself up to it mm-hmm. 
and that I think is a fundamental piece of it too, right? Opening ourselves up to it. But mm-hmm. let's let's also be honest here, and from our human perspective, because right before that, Jesus is saying these famous words of you know, asking you'll receive, seeking you'll find, knocking the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks the door will be open. Jesus is basically promising these things, but. Let's be honest. I mean, sometimes it doesn't seem like that's the case. You know, I may ask God for something that it seems to me like this is a good thing. Why would God not want to give this to me? And yeah. it doesn't come. So what about in those situations, Father? How do we move or what what's God doing there? And how do we move uh, still into trust of the Lord when it doesn't seem like he's answering our prayers? Yeah. Yeah, Patrick, I, I love that. And um, is, you know, it, it's such a beautiful passage for us to reflect on and to obviously believe, but it is, it's, it's really difficult in, in, in our personal experiences. And, and I, I remember that, that passage and, you know, ministering to a, a family who, uh, the, the, the mother, the wife and mother was dying at a, uh, you know, fairly young age, a middle age and, uh, of, of cancer. And, and the husband was saying, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm asking for her to be healed. Um, what I'm asking God for in this case is, is a good thing. You know, I want my wife by my side and, and they're, they're her grown kids. Like, you know, they, they want her around. And, um, and, and, you know, is, she still passed away. And, and then so we as, as Christians and as priests, like have to walk with people in those situations to say, you know, you're right. The thing you're asking for is, you know, is a good thing. And, and you are asking, um, with, uh, simplicity and with devotion and, 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 um, you know, with, with great, um, you know, concern for, for people around you, not just for yourself. And so we acknowledge all these things, the way people ask for stuff in these really important moments. And yet, it doesn't at all mean that God is not listening to our prayers because it, we have to, you know, understand too on, on this human level. Like when we when we when we pray and ask God for something, it's not magic. <laughs> you know, as, as as much as God wants to give His His children good things and and He wants to 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 bless us. We we do have the the natural world to contend with. Uh, I don't know if, if maybe there's a better way of, of saying that. We, we we live in the in the natural world, and so we we pray, and then we we trust that God does hear our prayers, and that as we sort of journey through life, and uh, again pray for somebody to be healed, or or pray that. Um, you know, oh, and I got enough money for the you know, the bills at the end of the month. We do have to do all those those natural things along along with our prayers. Um, you know, like going to the doctor or like being you know having a, a simple budget or whatever it is. We you know, put those natural things in place so that God can can you know is able to to respond to us. I guess if that um, if that kind of makes sense. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, it's not magic. It's it's grace and it's and it's nature and it's God who is, um, you know, trying throughout all of this, uh, throughout the the whole of our lives, not just in in one simple moment, for us to, um, you know, to really see Him at at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage, Patrick, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, maybe building off the analogy that I began the show with on these on these summer car trips that I would take with my folks, you know, basically when it came around to mealtime, my dad, who was oftentimes driving the car, would ask my mother and I, so what do we want to eat for lunch? And my my answer would inevitably hamburgers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to stop somewhere, and you know he, oh man, so tired of hamburgers and that sort of thing. And that sometimes yeah. we would not stop at the local fast food joint, right? And <laughs> and in a sense, maybe that's a little bit too of, of recognizing that you know what there might be something that's better. It um, that's better for mm-hmm. you. That's better for us. And. Uh, that takes a lot of trust in and of itself, quite frankly, to, uh, to it, trust. Yeah, in God it, it sure does. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, like like we were talking about before, like when we ask God for things, it's it's good things, you know, that that we're asking for oftentimes, and yeah, right. but He does want us to be persistent, you know, and yeah. see what He else He has in store for us. Right. Father Michael Harchie is our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life. We're talking about trusting in God. So when was a time when you were asked to trust deeply in the Lord? Or how do you trust in the Lord in the day-to-day life that you currently lead? And what fruit has that borne in your life? We'd love to hear from you, 888-914-9149. Maybe you have a situation right now where it's difficult to trust in God. Tell us what that's like. 888-914-9149 is our phone number. Life at relevantradio.com is our email address. Father, let's talk a little bit about anxiety. Uh, another place, um, this is in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. And then he goes on to say, Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. Now, a lot of times, I mean, it seems like it's almost just a natural response to be if not flat out anxious, then certainly uh, have a concern for the things that are coming the next day. And just wondering, does anxiety really reveal a lack of trust? What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't say that. And I, because I think a lot of people they do deal with anxiety, and anxiety is just a part of life. Like it's, it's you know, part of conflict or 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 the unknown, and and some people deal with it better than others. Like where, where these things that cause anxiety in us are not, um, you know, are, are not going to, are not going to go away. Um, but yeah, I would have a hard time, you know, saying that, that somebody who is, is anxious is, uh, has, has difficulty, you know, trusting. There's a lot of different things that, that could be, that be, could be causing that. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and it's and it's good for us to to hopefully in that anxiety. So uh, especially you know good prayerful you know faithful people when they're when they're anxious about something. Again, it's it's probably some some good thing that they're worried about. You know, so a, a family member or or uh, you know, job or whatever it is. And 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 for them, okay, you know, to say, okay, I, I Lord, I do want to to trust in you. This thing is is making me anxious. It's making me, you know, wake up at night, or it's making me like I I can't talk about anything else than than, than this little problem with with whoever I I meet. Um, if we can if we can acknowledge that, in uh, in prayer and in you know in dialogue with you know a, a trusted friend or a counselor or something like that, say hey th- this thing is is really making me really making me ang- anxious and it's. Um, you know, troubling my my thoughts and 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 things like that. You know, I really I do want to trust God. You know, more and I want to trust in 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 the people around me. You know, too, and and you know, presume on their goodness. So if we can kind of acknowledge that, and and then uh, this this 
thing that's causing our, our anxiety will hopefully have like a little bit less power over us and we can begin to see it in, in the bigger picture in the, in the, in the grander scheme of, of things. And, yeah. and, uh, and then begin to see, you know, okay, I'm, I'm worried about this thing, but I've got so many other good things in my, in my life. Right. Um, and, and maybe talking about talking through that with somebody can, you know, can help acknowledge that. It's like, okay, here's, here's the way that I'm, I'm blessed and here's where things are going well. And, Maybe I can thank God, you know, for that a little bit too. But, but yeah, the the, the anxiety, this this feeling of tension, this this pressure, um, even like a physiological response, uh, you mm-hmm. know, high blood pressure or sweating or something like that. So we we, we you know, want to acknowledge, okay, what's at the root of that anxiety? How can I, you know, how can I, I, I you know, in a in a first natural way, maybe you know, talk about it with with someone in a in a real constructive way, and then and then through that conversation, offer that back to God in, in prayer and, and, and really, um, you know, lay that at, at his feet so we can ultimately trust him uh, right. with that. But, right. um, yeah, so I, I think they're connected, Patrick, but I, but I, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'd have a hard time. I, I don't, to say, yeah, somebody who's anxious, uh, has a lack of, lack of trust. You know, I think, I think it's a real, real hard thing for people sometimes. Yeah. Anxiety. And it's not, it's not a binary thing either, is it? Where, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, either we have trust or we don't. Usually we have to grow in trust of our human yeah. relationships and of God over time. And so, yeah, I trust Lord, help my mistrust or something like yeah. that. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, right. we're, and we acknowledge too, like, I mean, you know, it's hard to imagine, you know, we hate to, we hate to bring up COVID. Like, I, I, it's, it's funny now, you know, just bringing up now, like, you know, how little I have talked about it. But right. that brought up a lot of anxiety, you know, yeah. for people and, and a lack of trust and I think a suspicion of, um, of people. And so just that, that whole situation, we can see, like, how it really sort of magnified that. And now, you know, with, with everything going on in the U.S., with the Eucharistic revival, it's like, okay, here was a lot of anxiety. Here was a lot of you know, dysfunction and disruption in our lives. Let's let's center us back on on this 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 person and this gift of the Blessed Sacrament, who is really trustworthy and stable and and lasting. And and that's a a good reemphasis there. I think. Amen. Yeah, it certainly is. Father Michael Harchie is our uh, spiritual director here today on the Inner Life. As we're talking about trusting in God. If you are currently in or have had instances where you have been uh, moved in trust of God, maybe your trust in God has deepened, let us know what that's like. Or maybe you're asking the question, how do I trust God in this situation that I'm currently facing? Give us a call and ask that question as well. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Lots more to come here on the show. It's Trusting in God. We'll be back right after this. Looking for a new job? How about one that offers you opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com slash forester, an Illinois life insurance society. Not available in all states. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley. Our spiritual director today is Father Michael Harchie, a priest of the Diocese of Columbus, and he's up in Canada studying canon law with us as well, which is great that he could join us for the show today as we're talking about trusting in God. Do you have a place or a situation in your life where you really needed to trust in the Lord? What happened? 
We'd love to tell. We'd love to hear your story and let others hear it as well. Or maybe you have questions about how to trust God in the current situation that you're facing. Give us a call. Join the conversation. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Let's go to the phones now. We've got Jennifer, who's been waiting patiently in Bernie, Texas. Jennifer, welcome to the Inner Life. Hi, thank you, Patrick, and thank you, Father Michael, for taking my call. Sure. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Um, I just wanted to share. Um, so I'm, um, so I'm a mom and a nurse, and I love listening to the Inner Life. And I just thought I should call and share. I went through a cancer diagnosis a couple of years ago. And um, I am a Protestant faith, uh, but um, I was continuing to have a lot of anxiety and just um, fear, just all kinds of emotions, as you can imagine, going through cancer, Um, continuing to go through chemotherapy and having to have multiple scans. And I just I felt like even through prayer um, and just, you know, my worship of, of the Lord and God, I just wasn't really getting anywhere with my fear. Um, so I ha- started listening to Relevant Radio, and I actually have the app on my phone. And as I was waiting for my PET scans and going through the scan, um, I was able to listen and I was able to memorize the rosary. Um, I also memorized the chaplet. And um, that just really, it really helped me. It was life-changing for me. Um, and I, you know, had never really been exposed to these things being a Protestant faith. But um, I think really listening to the mysteries, the sorrowful, sorrowful mysteries um, in particular, really helped me give that pain and suffering to God um, and just realizing what Jesus did for us, um, sort of not minimize what I was going through, but just really helped me realize that no matter what we're going through, he did something so incredible for us and went through such suffering. Um, and even Mary as his mother suffering, um, with his, you know, with her child suffering and just, it just all kind of goes together and it's hard for me to put into words now, but I wanted to share that, um, the rosary, the chaplet, um, prayer, devotion to our Lord, uh, during times of suffering and not having, you know, kind of struggling with trust, it really helps. Uh, it was it was life changing for me, and I am cancer free today. So uh, the Lord did have incredible mercy and grace on me um, as a mom and and a nurse because I use that in my practice now. So um, and I was a hospice nurse, so I was actually with people as they were dying. Um, I never understood either, you know, the Catholic faith with death, um, but now I have a greater appreciation of the sacraments and what people. Uh, need at that time, so I'm even more compassionate in that way. So, uh, thanks for sharing that. That is, I mean, truly, you, you did put it into words very well, and um, and, and congratulations on your your being cancer free and and what a wonderful answered prayer that was for you and your family. And uh, and there's many many good things you're going to do in your life. I, I have no doubt. But there's something like a couple things you said that that, I, that struck me. One was when you were saying, like, you know, listening to the Sorrowful Mysteries and, and not to sort of minimize what you were going through, but it helped you kind of see what Jesus did for you. And, and you're absolutely right. Like, so when we can unite our, our sufferings and, and the things that make us anxious and worried um, about the, the future, if we, can, if we can unite that to, to our Lord, it doesn't at all minimize it, right? Like, because he knows these are important things to us. But it, it does help us to see them in, in this in, in, in his suffering, 
and and then how that can be sanctifi- sanctifying uh, for us and, and salvific and, and and everything, which it sounds like you just did beautifully as a, as a Christian. And then like you, what you're saying about the the rosary and the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Not only like meditating on 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 those devotions and 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 the the mysteries behind them, but I think just just the, the, the very human act of of the repetitive prayers can really help people, um, yeah, kind of be calm in their anxiety and help it can kind of like free the mind a little bit to to where I'm you know feeling the rosary beads in my hands or if I got a rosary in my hand or at least saying the Hail Mary over and over again or the prayers in the Divine Mercy Chaplet that um, yeah that can really um, calm people and, and, and help them sort of give words to, to their anxiety, to like a, a lack of trust or whatever it might be sometimes when we can't find the words. And that is a very powerful, um, yeah, a powerful form of, of prayer in those moments. So thanks for sharing that. That's, that's, that's beautiful. And praise God. Indeed. Praise God. Jennifer, thank you so much for the testimony, for the phone call. Grateful for the ways that God has used well, the rosary and the chaplet in your life. and uh, But one of the things, Father, that Jennifer's, I, I think she, she gets this from um, talking with her and, and from hearing her story. Um, but I think one of the things that she points out is the prayers that we pray with the rosary, the chaplet, however we might be praying, especially when we need to build our trust in the Lord. It's not as if we're approaching this as some kind of a tit-for-tat thing, right? You know, like, I'll mm-hmm. pray this many rosaries, and therefore you will respond. But rather, and I, again, I, I heard this when what Jennifer was saying, actually meditating on those mysteries drew her more deeply into the experience of our Lord and into our Blessed Mother's experiences as well, um, in and through especially the sorrowful mysteries. So it's building trust, right? That's what I'm mm-hmm. hearing is what's going on. Yeah, and it helps us to be able to say, yeah, you're right, Patrick, to to say, um, yeah, not like the the the, the, the tit for tat, and um, but rather as 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 we deepen our our prayer and continue our prayer, it's it's we're more accepting of of the things that that come to us because we know that the Lord is going to use them for His glory. We don't know how, um, and and that's part of the you know the beautiful tapestry of our lives that He's sort of you know weaving um, with these decisions that we make with the things that, that come to us. Um, so yeah, it helps us to, to say, okay, thy will be done more easily. Yeah, right. And I can't help but think of, you know, when, when we're faced with these types of, of uh, well, sufferings that go on in our life, that uh, the example of Job, I mean, not that, mm-hmm. not that Job is necessarily this paragon of trust, but at the same time, he seems to be at least in some ways a good example of remaining faithful to the Lord. You know, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed right. be the name of the Lord type of thing. And in his fidelity, Patrick, Job, I mean, is such a, a, a wonderful, I mean, he really is a, a Christ-like, you know, figure, a, a type there in, in, in the Old Testament. Um, because we see that, that because he, he persevered in that, in that trust of the Lord, I mean, how, how much he was blessed after that. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, just a, it's, a, it's a wonderful, yeah, wonderful example to us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe we forget that part at the end. I mean, he was he was you know blessed in abundance in the end of he his, was, of his yeah. life, and um, we know that that yeah, Christ and, and humanity too is as, as humanity was disfigured, um, you know, it was was sort of reshaped into that that new man by by the the sacrifice of Christ there. Amen. Yep, absolutely true. Our spiritual director, Father Michael Hartshaw of the Diocese of Columbus, as we're talking about. 
Uh, we're talking about trusting in God, and uh, Father's reflections have been so helpful thus far, and we've got more to come. Um, but we've got, let's go back to the phones now. We've got Richard, who's calling in from Lexington, Kentucky. Richard, welcome to The Inner Life. Yes, thank you for taking my call. Uh, hey, Richard. My question is, hello. Uh, the question is about, I have a daughter that suffers from scrupulosity, mm-hmm. and uh, she's, she's seen therapists and sees people and talks. And my question is, she has, this week, has been struggling very much about trusting in God. And it's just amazing that this came on a radio today that uh, she wonders, is is God going to try to trick her? Is God uh, there for her? How can she, and she knows the answers. She tells me, she said, I know the answer to the question, but I just still have these doubts. Uh, what kind of advice can you give me that I could try to instill in her that, that I don't already do, that she can trust in God and know he's not going to trick her or not going to tell her anything that's wrong? Yeah, Richard, uh, thanks for this. This is, I mean, that's such an, in, an important um, question. And, and, and I, truly, I, I'm, I have a lot of compassion for, for you and, and for your daughter because scrupulosity, is, as you know and as your daughter knows all too well, it can be really a, a terrible affliction. And, 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 and like you said, in, in her case, she does know kind of intellectually that God um, isn't trying to trick her and, 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 and that she can trust him, but she can't kind of get that to, to can't make that, that connection from, if you want to say, like head to heart or, or um, intellect to, to will or whatever it is we want to say. Um, what I would say to you, I guess, with uh, asking about scrupulosity is, um, and you're probably already doing this, like you said, but continue to be very patient with her. Continue to encourage her to, to talk about it with her, her counselor, her spiritual director, whoever you said she was, uh, she was seeing, and, um, and 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 as much as as you can, um, just kind of like model it for her. Uh, model, you know, trust that okay, that or, and and to, to kind of out of this scrupulosity that like, well, if I don't if I don't say this prayer exactly right, it it it, it somehow didn't count or, or something like that or whatever it is she's dealing with, or if I didn't, um, you know, do something in the exact way that I, I told someone I, I I would do it or at the exact time, then then I need to apologize or I'm committing a sin or something like that. There's all these different things that that people get so hung up in 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 such. Um, little details, I guess, that, that are, are inconsequential, but they seem like, like big with a scrupulous person. You know, it's just to, 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 as much as you can to, to model, you know, to model it, it for her. It's like, okay, you know, let my yes be yes and my no mean no, and, uh, and then we're just going to kind of move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess maybe that's, that's one, one simple way to, to help somebody who's close to you like that, who's, who's struggling with um, scrupulosity. It does, it does plague a lot of people. And, and and like I said, it can be really and like and you've, as you've experienced, it can be really um, really detrimental to our our growth um, in a lot of ways. It occurs to me too, Father, that maybe one of the places and one of the areas in which. Uh well, where trust is actually so needed. You know, we have those situations in life where 
where we are. We are just invited to trust because they're the the other crutches, whatever we use to support and prop up our some semblance of control are just all taken away, going back again yeah. to Job and that sort of example. that, But it's sometimes in those situations, those are the very situations that kind of tear some of that scrupulosity away and move it into a deeper relationship with the Lord and a deeper trust mm-hmm. in Him. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, it, it can, Patrick. Um, and, and I would... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. Sometimes that 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 really that really can, uh, it, you know, if, if we're kind of left with with nothing, then we don't have a, you know, the opportunity to. I hate to say, you know, get hung up on on details or something. Because again, if somebody's scrupulous, yeah, you know, I might say too. It's it's like we were saying before. I, I would maybe hesitate to say it's a lack of lack of trust on their part. There's something something kind of, you know deeper going on there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if we can unpack that, you know, she can unpack that in a, in a safe way. Anyone who's, who's scrupulous. Um, yeah, like you said, yeah, I guess, you know, putting ourselves in a situation where it's like, I have, I have so little control, uh, over, over, you know, X, Y, or Z. And, mm. and, um, I'm well, I'm thinking to, of, yeah. sorry, I was Go just going to yeah. say that it, based on that, I was thinking of an experience or a few experiences that I've had and say, uh, doing cross-cultural missions work when, yeah, any semblance of control, let me tell you, is pretty much just right, ripped right. right out of your hands. Right, and so, right, right, I've been there. Um, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, exactly. So it was. It's kind of a, yeah, it's a good invitation to trust because you're just like, all right, Lord, who knows what's going to come of this, or who knows what's happening, or where our next meal is coming from, or anything like that. Anyway. Richard, I hope that was uh, the whole discussion and conversation and advice from Father was helpful for you. I'm I'm grateful that you called in, and we'll be praying for you as well. We're talking about trusting in God today. Father Michael Hartshey is our our spiritual director, and if you have a time in your life that you've been needing to move deeper into trusting God, maybe that time is right now, or maybe you had a time where you did move deeper into trusting in God. What was that like, and what prompted you into deeper trust in God? Give us a call, 888-914-9149. We're going to take another short break here on The Inner Life, but we'll be back with more right after this. You can support Relevant Radio in many ways. Joining a giving society, donating a vehicle you don't need anymore, and now donating a piece of land or other real estate. Donate now at relevantradio.com slash property. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Angus for taking your phone calls, as well as to our spiritual director, Father Michael Hartshey, a priest of the Diocese of Columbus, moderator of the Curia, and currently studying canon law in Canada. As we're talking about trusting in God, when was a time when you deepened your trust in God? What was the situation, and how did God invite you to a deeper level of trust with him? Or... How do you trust God in the day-to-day? Do you have specific prayers that you pray helping you to trust God in the everyday activities of life? Give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Back to the phones we go. Julie calling in from Fair Oaks, California. Julie, welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you, and I want to thank you for all you do. I have been so blessed by God. Um, When I was 17, my ex-boyfriend shot himself in the head. And thanks to my mom, he lived through it. But it was very 
hard times. It was touch and go. The um, I was having a hard time even breathing. And the Lord came to me and said, it will be okay. Hmm. And, of course, you question him. And you say, what do you mean? And he says, it will be okay. And um, from then on, I learned no matter what I'm going through, no matter what is happening in my life, the Lord promised me it will be okay. And I don't have to fear anything because I have him. And I want to share that with people and let them know that the Lord talked to me for them. You know, at least I think, I hope that my story helps others. Yeah, Julie, thanks so much. And no doubt it does help others. I'm so sorry you had to experience that and and that your your ex-boyfriend was in such a terrible spot in his life that um that he felt that that was the only way out and and any listeners you know to the program today if if they're if they're thinking of of that have any kind of you know suicidal thoughts or ideologies that that hopefully this does help and that that you do know that there are people out there who care you know very very much and and people who would be who would miss you very much if um you know if you weren't here and so thank you julie for for sharing that um that experience because i think I think all of us need to, you know, to know that even if it's not like in an audible way, uh, sometimes it is though, but, but the Lord speaks to our hearts in these moments of, of great distress, you know, he can, he can, and, and, and uncertainty, and he can really, you know, break through that and give us that you were describing just that assurance um, that it doesn't come from anywhere else that, that we know that, that it is the Lord, you know, speaking to us. So, um, yeah, uh, again, thank you for sharing, and, and no doubt it, it, it will help people. All right. Yeah, Julie, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And it is, even in the most troubling of situations like the one that Julie described, Father, it is true that although the Lord may not always respond, as you were just saying, in a very clear and plain way that's meant just for us, the Lord still does speak, right? I mean, we can mm-hmm. find His consolation and His trustworthiness in the Scriptures and probably, most importantly, in... Uh, the sacrifice that he made for us and which is presented to us in every sacrifice of the Mass. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Patrick. And, um, and, and, you know, and trusting, you know, sometimes maybe people think trust is like, uh, I don't know, maybe a sign of weakness or something. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to trust in, in the Lord or, or whatever. But I, I really do think it is a, a great yeah, a great source of uh, strength and an example of, of strength for us who, who truly believe uh, that, that in God and what he says to us is uh, is true. You know, we can believe his word because of, like you said, everything that, that Christ has you know, lived in his life and fulfillment of all those 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 prophecies that even though it took all those all those years and, and generations to, to fulfill all these prefigurements, um, you know, he, he, he did it, and he did it in, in his time, and so his, his word is, is true and, and, and lasting, and, um, and it still is. You know, he's still very much at, at work in his church, and he wants, um, you know, those of us who are baptized and conformed to Christ to really, you know, accept our role and accept our place as his sons and daughters. Right. 
right? Taking up our crosses and following after him, too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very good. All right. Thank you, Julie, for the call. Let's go now to Tony calling in from Mesa, Arizona. Tony, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Um, you know, what got me through some pretty difficult time, um, I have four kids. Uh, my wife passed away four years ago. Um, and through the, we were married 20 years to the part of our marriage. Uh, she was, you know, many multiple health issues, including, you know, prescription drug addiction, alcoholism. Um, but I stayed with her and we fought for our family. And, um, what helped me get through that was when I would have to be, I was grocery shopping and she was in the hospital and I happened to be listening to relevant radio. And I learned about the abandonment to divine providence. And Jean-Pierre Glastat, if I can paraphrase it, you know, to the stone, the, um, the, the sculptor is cruel and evil because every strike of the chisel causes pain and disfigurement. But if the stone could talk, it would say, it's not my affair because my master is going to make me into something beautiful, like a crucifix or a piece of art. So that point when I heard that was like, okay, I can do this. I, I can give my, my, I give everything to God. I'll work hard but I always leave room for God to do his work. And I've shown that to my kids and my kids, I have four adult children now and a 12 year old and they're all doing amazing. But I feel like that's what we do. We give a chance to God to do his work in our lives. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for sharing that, that really inspiring story. I'm so sorry for your the loss of your wife. You said two years ago and, and, Four, four, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and and how difficult that that must have been for you and your kids. But but thank you for the yeah the courage and the witness uh, that you've you've given to us here uh, by by calling in and sharing that, Um, and how important that is, and how what a great impact that's had already on on like you said on the the lives of your children. I mean that's that's very real. It is indeed, and uh, great testimony, too, about learning to grow in our trust of God and how to, yeah, give ourselves over to His providence, even when that means something uncomfortable or even painful in our lives. So thank you, Tony. Thank you for the call. appreciate that. And one of the things that that just draws to my mind, Father, is just the idea about certainly the saints have undergone a number of these trials and sufferings, and yet they still trusted God in the midst of all that. What can we learn from the saints and any particular saints that maybe you would suggest we turn to, to grow in trust of God? Well, sure. Yeah. And we, I mean, certainly the saints give us just, I mean, a wide plethora of, of examples of it, but one that, 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 has come to mind, you know, for me is, um, especially because of the title of this book, but, but St. Jose Maria Escriva, um, you know, modern day saint just just passed away in the in the 1970s, I think it was. Um, but th- there's this incredible book I, I read about his life called Uncommon Faith, and uh, and that title is just like has always kind of stuck with me. Uh, it's just like a, a like a really interesting way to 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 put it. Basically, like just deep trust in God is uncommon faith, and and I love the account that is is pretty widely we known. I think about him, but he you know, was walking in the snow as like a young boy, and he saw in front of him these, these footsteps of this discalced uh, Carmelite um, priest who the people knew in the, in the town. And, and he said, you know, if, if, if this man can, can, you know, trust God so much as to, to give his life and to, to walk barefoot in the, in the snow, then, like, what's stopping me? And, and that really, like, you know, led his life in this really incredible trajectory of... Um, Hearing a little uh, kind of uh, I don't know allocution, whatever you want to say, from from the Lord to 
really began what became Opus Dei uh, with with nothing. And even through his life and doing that through the, the Spanish Civil War, doing that with great trust, as priests were persecuted, he couldn't go out and identify himself as a as a priest. And 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 as they were trying to, he was, he was trying to like make this vision sort of a reality. And he he would even like refuse large sums of money from from people because he knew it just wasn't wasn't what the Lord wanted him. He didn't want him to, to take that. It would have made him too comfortable, and he wouldn't have been able to, um, whatever it was, like just give give more of himself and place his trust in, in, in God and, and, and people around him. So just, just yeah, uh, that, you know, uh, that, that whole kind of account of his, of his life and, 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 and beginning, you know, again, what became Opus Dei, personal prelature, uh, uh, was 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 has been inspiring to me for the last couple of years since I've read that uh, read that book. Yeah, yeah, and what a challenge! I don't know how many times I've prayed, Lord, no, I don't, I don't want this because it'll make me yeah. too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, to, to 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 you know, here it is. Like you know, he, he's he has nothing, and right. and again, in one or two cases or whatever it was, and somebody wanted to. to you know, give him this or sell, sell a house or give it to him. And he said, no. And it's like, and, and wow, it's like anyone else from a, a, uh, an outside perspective is saying, well, you need that money. And yeah, he just, he just trusted. He knew God had something else in mind, whatever it was. He wasn't sure yet. So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, um, I tell you what, let's squeeze in one more phone call here. Teresa's been calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. Teresa, welcome to the show. Just a couple seconds remaining, but wanted to hear from you. Go ahead. Yes, uh, at the point of total loss of self, of control over things that was happening to me, uh, I surrendered. And it was at the point of my surrender to God that he, that he, that a strong wave of peace washed over me. He didn't solve my problem. He did, he did not give me the healing that I was asking for. But the miracle that he gave me was that he let me know how much he loved me. And and that was the pearl, the treasure that I found. And and whenever I feel anxious, I just go back to this that situ that that miracle in my life and I know that he loves me and that I can't wait for the time that he will receive me in heaven. Um, so it's it's a point of surrender that that's the in quotes the magic that creates that that allows him to do his miracle. Wow. Yeah, thanks Teresa. That surrender is is so important and uh and we have to do it throughout our lives every day. Um and things that can help us like we talked about earlier just the rosary, the divine mercy chaplet. And I I'd be remiss one other little kind of newer litany it's called the Litany of Trust, and, and I think it's up by the Sisters of Life, uh, maybe out in New York City. But it's a wonderful little litany. Um, you could probably, you know, Google that, find that on their on their page. But it helps us to surrender and helps us to, you know, abandon ourselves to the Lord. But that that Litany of Trust has been a, a prayer that I've I've enjoyed over the last couple of years too. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you, Teresa. Appreciate the call, Father. Thank you for being our spiritual director. May we have your blessing, please. Sure. Yeah, and through the intercession of uh, Our Lady and St. Jose Maria Escriva, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Amen. Father Michael Harchie has been our spiritual director today. If you missed any part of the program, go back and look us up on the show page. Hey, tomorrow, get your questions ready. Father Michael Hurley is going to be with us for an Ask Me Anything session of The Inner Life. So, yeah, get your questions ready. Coming up next, of course, is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, and Father Rocky himself is our celebrant. So please stay tuned for that. Until next time, grace and peace.